What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost in Lifting Talk. To start out with today's episode, I have a question to ask of you. What is currently going on inside of your journey that you have questions with or would like help with or need to further expand on inside of these podcast episodes. I know it's the first of the year. I know there's a lot of you that are probably pursuing a goal. Maybe you're listening to this to try to learn more to be able to pursue your fitness goal that you've set for yourself at the first of this year. Or if that's not even the case and there's just specific things you'd like to learn about um, inside of your journey, please ask me those questions so that I can have more ideas of podcasts to record. I do have a lot of ideas myself that I like to record and that I think will be really good. And I definitely plan on doing those, but getting direct feedback from you, the listener helps me even more because then I know what I'm producing is at least going to help somebody. There's somebody out there with a specific question and I could go into depth on whatever that question is. So my email is always linked down below. I would really appreciate it if um, you just shoot me an email. Tell me what you currently have going on or just ask like a, a specific question that you'd like me to go a little bit deeper on and I'd be happy to create an episode around that to help you further in your journey that you're going through at the moment. So I would really appreciate that. It'll help me just be able to come up with more content and do more things for you guys and benefit you, the listener, in a better way than me just kind of guessing on what you may want to hear more and more about. But with that, Let's jump into what is going to be the topic of this episode. And the topic is, you've seen it in the, in the title already, but it's how to build muscle as a beginner. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I struggled for a long time. And I see a lot of people go into the gym and they put a lot of their efforts towards things that aren't going to really move the needle for them. And ultimately just end up spinning their wheels and wasting a lot of the time that they're investing. And there's a few key things that you have to implement to put on muscle to create that defined look that you're wanting that you really need to focus in on and stay consistent with. So today, that's exactly what we're going to talk about so you understand exactly what kind of split to follow, what kind of exercises to be doing, how much weight you should be using, how you should be progressing, and all of these things that you need to understand to, to know how muscle is built in the body so that you know you're going in and putting in the, the direct type of work you should be to produce the result that you want. So without further ado... Let's just hop right in. Before we dive too deep into this, I want to answer one question for you that maybe some of you have or you might not want to listen to this podcast because you don't feel like building muscle applies to you. And that's why should you want muscle? It's extremely important to have muscle on your frame. And the more muscle that you have, the more beneficial it's going to be for your life, your metabolism, your functionality, and just your overall health. Having muscle on your body is healthy. We don't want to be just super frail. We want to, lifting weights is going to help our bone density. It's going to help our strength for a better quality of life. And it's going to help us look better, create more definition in our frame. And so when I say muscle, I don't mean like a big, juicy meathead type of person that looks like a big bodybuilder. You have to understand those big bodybuilders that are out there that you're scared of looking like, at least a lot of women are scared of looking like, those types of people are are they're not natural. You can't do what they're doing in a natural way. The reason they look as big as they do is because they're a lot of they're on a lot of added hormones. They are taking things that 
aren't a natural thing. And so as a natural person, we are, our genetic limits only have so much potential to put on so much muscle. And for the majority of us as naturals, we're not going to obtain that big bulky look where we're just super ripped with crazy veins all over and all these crazy things from being a natural person implementing strength training into your lifestyle to put on some muscle to create a better quality of life for you. So if you're a woman and you're thinking, I don't need to build muscle, you do. It's going to help you in all aspects. It's going to help you create that tone look that you're looking for to create more definition in, in your body. So as you lose fat, you create more definition. You don't have that skinny fat look. We've all seen people who will lose fat over time and they just look kind of frill underneath and their skin's kind of saggy. Because That's because they haven't built any muscle underneath to create the definition that they they want to create that specific look. And for guys, sorry to tell you, but if you're looking to look like a crazy bodybuilder, big, huge bodybuilder, that comes with a lot of time. And unfortunately, you're not going to be able to do it naturally. Now you can put on a lot of muscle. I myself feel like I put on a decent amount of muscle. I'm getting close to the amount of potential that my body has to put on muscle naturally. So I'm, I'm getting close to my genetic limits. So just understand you're not going to become this huge, crazy person. Putting on muscle is something that I, that I implement with all of the clients that I work with, whether their goal is fat loss, whatever it may be. We put a focus on muscle because it's going to help you be able to create a better metabolism so you can eat more food and just keep you healthier overall, stronger overall, everything that I've already stated. So with that, that's why you should want to have muscle on your frame to create that defined look. And again, you're not going to look like a crazy bodybuilder, but you're going to look stronger, and just overall feel better. So who's necessarily classified as a beginner? What makes you a beginner, intermediate, or an advanced trainee? So I label a beginner as somebody who hasn't been consistent with weightlifting in the last six to 12 months, or maybe it's somebody that has been decently consistent inside of the gym, but you haven't been implementing these things that we're about to go over on a consistent basis. So implementing the correct type of workouts, hitting each body part enough times per week, using enough weight and looking to progress with that weight that you're using and follow, following an optimized split. So you're going to want to listen to this whole thing because if you're not implementing any of these tactics that I'm about to talk about, principles really, they're not tactics. If you're not implementing all of these principles, you're leaving a lot of your potential on the table. You're not fully maximizing what your body's going to be capable of to be able to reap the benefits. One of the most common questions that I get when we start talking about muscle building is what exercises should you focus on? Now, everybody is very different and we're all structured in a different way. So instead of giving you exact exercises that you should do, there are different types of exercise variations that I think everybody should be incorporating to create a well-balanced physique. So to have a strong, just to be fully developed in all areas so that you don't have certain areas of your body that are weak compared to other areas that can then cause complications. Like we'll see with a lot of people with um, bad lower back pain because they don't have strong enough glutes and different things like this. These different exercise variations I'm about to go over with you will just ensure that your entire body um, can develop. And then inside of those variations, you can choose if you fill it better with a dumbbell, with a barbell, with kettlebells, or with cables. You kind of individualize that part of it to you, but you just have to make sure you're hitting all of these different variations to be able to do that. So what are the variations? There's, I believe there are seven different variations. I'm going to count those out to you. And I don't have these written down, so I'm just going to say them from my head. So there's a horizontal press. This would be something like um, a bench press with dumbbells, barbells, 
cables, whatever it may be, a machine. There's a vertical press, so pressing overhead. There's a horizontal row, so pulling that's going to use all of our, our back muscles. There's a vertical row, as well as there is a hip hinge, where so like a deadlift variation where we're hinging at the hips. And then there is a squat variation, so like with a barbell squat, a kettlebell squat, or something of that nature. And then the last one I like to make sure that's always incorporated is some sort of a lunge. So like a single leg movement so that we're working each leg isometrically to, to make sure that we're not creating imbalances in the leg. What you'll see with a lot of people is they'll do a lot of like double leg squats all the time, but they have one leg a little stronger than the other. So the other leg ends up suffering a little bit and then you're overcompensating during those squats and whatnot that can end up messing up your back or causing an injury over time. So I really like to make sure that everybody's incorporating a little bit of single leg work too, just to evil out the strength levels for both legs. So understanding those seven variations should be included inside of your programming, then you can go and incorporate whichever types of equipment you would like to use to include those seven different variations. Those are all going to be compound movements. So the majority of your training should be taken up by that kind of stuff. So instead of just doing a bicep curl to work your bicep, well, if we turn that into a horizontal row, we're going to be able to work your back as well as your bicep at the same time. Not saying that there's not room for isolation type movements where we're just working on one muscle at a time. There's, there's room to add that stuff in towards the end of the workouts, but the majority of your workout should be focused on these compound movements, which are the hip hinge, the squat, vertical press, horizontal press, vertical row, horizontal row, and a lunge variation. That should make up the bulk of what you're doing in every single one of your sessions. You're gonna hit more muscle with less amount of exercises as well as you're gonna be able to use more weight which is gonna cause a bigger stimulus to help you just create a bigger bank for your buck inside of the gym. So instead of spending a ton of time working on a bunch of different isolation work, so you have to do a lot of movements to make sure you're incorporating every single muscle group, we break it down into these few different variations that you need and then so that you're just hitting a lot more muscle inside of each exercise so that you don't have to spend as much time in the gym, you can use more weight and just reap the benefits of this type of approach rather than a more isolation type approach. So now you understand the sort of variations you should be doing to create the biggest bang for your buck inside of the gym. You need to understand how much weight should you be using? Should you be going to complete failure all the time? Should you be doing low reps with a lot of weight? Should you be doing high reps with a low amount of weight? What's the best way to produce muscle? How much weight should you be using? The answer isn't super simple, but it's not complicated either. Don't look at it as low reps for muscle, high reps for fat loss. Putting a stimulus on your muscle is what's going to create muscle gain. Now, over time, that, that stimulus has to continually increase. The muscle has to get stronger and create more volume inside of it for it to be able to get bigger. So thinking of lightweight high reps for fat loss and low weight or low reps high weight for muscle gain doesn't really make much sense. You can gain muscle in both scenarios as long as you're progressing. If you're going into the gym and just like as a woman going into the gym and, and using five pound weights with everything that you're always doing, you're not toning the muscle. What toning the muscle is is really building the muscle and losing fat at the same time. You have to build muscle. So going into the gym and using five pound weights for everything that you're doing every single time isn't going to stimulate growth for you to be able to 
create that tone look at, that you're looking for as in building some muscle. So as you lose the fat, you look better and more defined underneath. If you're not looking to increase the weight or increase the amount of reps you're doing, you're not creating progressive overload to continuously keep the muscle progressing over time. So that's where I'm going with this is instead of looking at how much weight you should be using, you should look at using more weight over time. So really anywhere within the six to 15 rep range would be my biggest recommendation for your bigger, heavy compound movements at the first of your workout. I would recommend closer to the six to eight rep range. And then as you get through your workout and go to more exercises, um, inside of the workout, then we start working up into the eight to tens to 10 to 12s to 12 to 15s. But my general recommendation is to start your workout in the rep ranges of around six to eight reps with your first exercise and then moving like to the eight to tens to the tens to twelves to the twelves to fifteens. But what you have to remember is that from week to week, we want to be progressing in what we're, what we're doing. So we either want to be pushing more reps with the same amount of weight or more weight with the same amount of reps. That's progressive overload to, to keep creating adaptions and making the muscle be forced to grow over time. And so how do you do this? Do you What's the best scheme to go about to make this happen? And so what I like to use is called double progression. So what you'll do is you'll take an exercise and inside of that exercise, you'll give yourself a certain amount of or a certain number of sets to do each week. So three sets in a certain number of a rep range. So let's say a six to eight rep range. So what you'll do at the first of the week is you'll do that exercise to six reps. And then when you come back to that same exercise the next week, you'll do it for seven reps. When you come back to it the next week, you'll do that same exercise with the same weight still for eight reps. And then from there, we'll drop back down to the six reps and we'll increase the weight. So each week you're increasing reps. Once you get to the top number of reps, then you increase weight and go to the bottom number of reps and work that back up. That's called double progression because you're first progressing through reps. And then once you reach the top, then you progress through weight and start that back over. So that's double progression. That's the way that I prefer to program for beginners just because I find that it's the easiest and you can make a lot of progress really fast. Now, make sure when you first start, you don't want to be using a weight that's way too easy and you don't want to be using a weight that's way too hard. You want to find that middle ground somewhere where you're leaving about three-ish, three to four reps in reserve. And reps in reserve is very simple. All that means is that when you finish a set, you could have had maybe three or four more reps left in the tank before you would have hit failure. And you can get pretty into the weeds with this and worry about it too much and get obsessive with making sure it was really right on, um, like three reps in reserve. But a good rule of thumb is just make sure when you're done with the set that you understand that it wasn't super easy. Leaving three reps in the tank isn't going to mean that that exercise was super easy. There's gonna be some struggle by the end, but not to a point where you're completely blown out and have absolutely no more reps left in the tank if you needed to continue on in that set. And honestly, this is where I see the most people go wrong. And I see on both spectrums. Um, with females, I see them using far less weight so that each set that they're doing isn't nearly hard enough. And for guys, I see them going too hard. So guys are going all the way to failure, which is completely fatiguing them and giving them no room to improve in upcoming sessions. So they kind of hit a wall. What ladies will do is they won't use enough weight. So by the end of their set, it didn't really burn at all. It didn't cause much fatigue. And they'll just keep doing that over and over, which is basically doing the same thing as like walking on a treadmill. You're not creating an overstimulus on the muscle to create more muscle. So it's really not, you're just spinning your wheels and not really doing anything. And it can be on both sides. So finding that happy medium where the set felt hard, but at the same time you had a little left in the tank. So when you come back to that 
um, in the next week on that same exercise, you can improve a little bit. And the theory is that as you improve, well, you gain a little bit of strength at the same time. So that reps and reserve stays relatively the same because you're, you're increasing your strength as well as that one rep. And so the ladder is always climbing on both ends so that you can keep progressing for a really long amount of time. And then moving on from there, the next question would be, how many exercises should you be doing? Now, as a beginner, if you feel like you haven't put on a lot of muscle and you have a lot of room to increase strength, to increase muscle mass, then starting somewhere around 10 to 12 sets per muscle group per week is going to be plenty. And I see this done wrong by a lot of people as well. People go into the gym and do far too many exercises to try and stimulate growth instead of doing less exercises with more quality sets. So you're getting, you're using more intensity inside of each exercise so that you don't have to do a whole bunch of just junk volume. So somewhere between 10 to 12 sets per week per muscle group is going to be enough to stimulate growth. So to do this, it's best to split it up into two to three sessions per week. So moving on to the next point, what kind of split should you be following? So to hit each muscle group, with 10 to 12 sets per week. We don't wanna just have a leg day and hit all 12 sets of each muscle in our legs in that one session. What research has found is that splitting that 12 sets up into two to three sessions, so doing maybe four exercises over three different sessions in the week is going to create better results for you in the long run because you're not causing so much fatigue inside of each training session. So think about it like this. If you go into the weight room and you're going to hit 12 sets on your quads all in one session. Let's say you do four sets of squats. Then you do four sets of leg press and four sets of lunges just to really crush your quads. Well, about halfway through that workout, your quads are going to be so fatigued that you're not going to be able to use as much weight in the last half of your sets of leg press and your lunges. You're going to be so taxed that it's going to be hard to use enough weight to really create a stimulus there. So what research has found is that if you'll split up and do the squats on one day, the leg press on another day, and the lunges on another day, you'll be able to use more weight in each session because your quads are fully recovered before starting each session so you'll be able to use more weight which again is going to cause a bigger stimulus so you got to get rid of the bro splits you got to quit having a chest day a shoulder day an arms day a leg day and a black and a back day what i like to see um, especially for beginners who don't have a lot of experience inside of the gym is running full body sessions so three full body sessions per week so a monday a Wednesday and a Friday with maybe a couple of cardio days sprinkled in there, maybe like an anaerobic day and an aerobic day of cardio just to hit the different energy systems, burn a little bit more calories and things like that. But doing that, you're going to, your sessions aren't going to be crazy long. You're going to hit about one exercise for each body part, but you're going to be able to really focus in on each exercise and get better and better at it, which is going to help you make more and more progress as you keep going. If you didn't want to do a full body, you can also split that up into an upper lower type split as well. So Monday you did an upper, Tuesday you do a lower, Wednesday you take a rest, Thursday you do an upper, and Friday you do a lower and then take a rest through the weekend and repeat that process. That same thing, you're going to be hitting each muscle group at least twice per week um, and then you're going to be a little bit more fresh on each body part as well to be able to have more strength and not have as much fatigue so you're going to be able to push more weight and just 
be fresher to create better results inside of each training session. When I first changed to this style of training, this style of a split, moving from hitting each body part per day, like one body part per day, and changing it to thinking of it like this, to hitting each body part more times per week, but less times in each workout, Honestly, it was a bit of a mind adjustment, a mental adjustment up front because we're so programmed to think that we need to go into the, into the gym and completely annihilate ourselves. Like if you go in and completely annihilate your legs or annihilate your chest or your shoulders, you feel like doing more and more in each session is going to lead to better and better results. But what research has shown over and over and I found for myself and I've gotten far better results this way and so has everybody else. This is... This is real solid advice that I, if you're not following this sort of split where you're not adding in a bunch of junk volume in each session and instead you're looking to progress in each session and use more weight over time, get stronger, you're going to make far better progress. You're not going to, after each workout, you might not feel like you completely annihilated whatever body part you were working, but you have to get out of that mindset. It's not about going in and annihilating each body part. It's about going in and training each body part for each body part to be able to develop and grow and get better. That's what we're in the gym for. We're in the gym to be able to progress. You're training. You're not, you got to get out of the mindset of I'm exercising. I'm trying to burn as many calories as I can because I'm exercising. I want to feel accomplished and feel like I completely wrecked myself in the gym. Now, it's great to work hard. You should be trying to work hard, absolutely. But working smarter rather than always working harder is going to keep you in the gym for longer, as in more sustainably. You're going to stay there for a longer amount of time because you're not going to dread each workout because you're not always having to kill yourself. You're going to look more forward to your workouts because you're going to look forward to progressing. You have something to shoot for, something um, to look forward to and feel accomplished in as you're progressing in the weight you're using or the reps you're performing and different things like that. So it takes a completely different type of mindset. But once you adopt this mindset and look at your training as actual training instead of just exercising, you're going to be able to get so much better results because you have an actual plan. You know if you're progressing in these ways that I've talked to you about in this podcast today, you know, if you're putting these things into action, you're going to make progress. You're going to get results. You won't have to worry anymore about, Oh, I hope I did enough today to get results. Or I hope I did the right things today to get results. No, you'll know because if you're progressing, if you're getting stronger, if you're doing the correct amount of sets per week and you're getting stronger in those sets, as well as performing the right types of exercises, these compound movements, you'll know that you're making progress. It's no more wondering or hoping. It's knowing because the data is showing that you're headed in the right direction, which is what equals progress. So instead of not having a blueprint in front of you and just kind of going in and, and messing around and hoping what you're doing is working, you'll have this great satisfaction of understanding what you're doing you know is working. And that's what's going to make this sustainable for you because you'll know that you're making progress instead of, again, just hoping that you're making progress. That's where people get so frustrated because they don't know if it's working or if it's not, and then they ultimately just end up saying, screw it, and quitting. But if you have certain things to gauge and you know those things are progressing, you're going to be on the right track, and that's what's going to help keep you motivated for a longer period of time. Last but not least, this will be the last one that I touch on today, and it is... How long should you go in each exercise before you start switching things up? How long should you go before you switch up the set or number of reps you're doing, the amount of sets that you're doing? And the answer to this is it's going to be a while. If you're newer, 
you're going to be able to make progress for a good amount of time. Now, that doesn't mean we want things to become boring. And if doing the exact same thing over and over just gets you bored and, and gets you not looking forward to your workouts anymore and, and you start dreading it and not wanting to do it anymore, well, we have to take a look at that first. First and foremost, we have to create a plan that you can adhere to, something that you have fun with. Your training should be fun. It shouldn't just be boring. So if that means you need to switch things up, then by all means, if you need to switch things up a little more often, then you should. But let me just make sure you understand that always switching things up isn't what's going isn't going to be what leads to the best results. Going into the gym and progressing like I've already stated is what leads to the best results. So if we're talking like what's going to lead to that, what's going to lead to you making the most progress, that means sticking with the same exercises and rep ranges for as long as you can until your body tells you that it's time to change it up. And when you'll understand that it's time to change it up is when you can't keep progressing in that exercise. So once you get to a point where you go into a session and try to progress from last week and you can't do it, you hit failure before you can make the progression from last week, then you know it's probably time to change to a different exercise. Then you can start on a new exercise and create the same thing over again. So let's say you're doing... Uh, barbell bench press. You've been on it for, let's see, eight to 10 weeks and you've progressed like I've talked about in this double progression scheme and you hit, you finally end up hitting a wall to where you can't progress any further. So at this point, what I would suggest is switching to like a dumbbell incline press. It's going to still hit the chest. It's going to hit it from a little bit of a different angle. So you're going to have a little bit different leverage points and pushing your strength in that movement. So moving to that movement and training it for the next 10 to 12 weeks in this double progression scheme and making all of the progress that you can. What you'll find is once you hit a wall there or after a long amount of time, if you go back to the bench press, well, you've been training that same movement pattern, but you've been using dumbbells now instead of a barbell. So it's two dumbbells and you're hitting it from a slightly different angle. You're probably going to be a little bit stronger at that and be able to start progressing again. So that's what I would recommend is that keeping the exercises relatively the same until you can't progress at them anymore and then switching exercises out when your body tells you that it's time to. Now, like I said, if you're the type that can't do things over and over, creating a little bit of a different type of plan is going to be smarter for you. Maybe alternating, having two different types of weeks. So one week is a certain type of workouts. The next week is a different type of workouts. And then you alternate those. So you're comparing week one to week three, because they're the same workouts. And you're comparing week two to week four, because they're the same workouts. That's going to give you some different variations inside of your workouts to switch things up more often to um, keep you adherent so that you're not dreading it. And you're looking forward to what you're doing because it's changing, but you're still finding ways to progress because you're still comparing weeks to weeks. It's just in a little bit different of a mode. So there's a lot of different types of variations to go about all of this. You just have to find the way that works best for you and stick with it. But in my experience, especially up front, if you have implemented any of this stuff that I've talked about today, just taking it very simple and implementing it in the way that I've explained to you today is going to be the best way for you to start and really start to understand your body and what you like and what you don't like. And then from there, you can keep gaining knowledge and start making different choices and making different types of variations to your training that's best suited to you 
but you'll have these principles down so that you know you're progressing and you know you're making progress because you're following the correct principles that are going to allow you to be able to make progress. All right, I know this was a ton of information to throw on you. Hopefully you took a lot away from it. Maybe had a pen and paper with you to write some of these different things down that might not stick in your brain from hearing it the first time or else you can go back and re-listen to some of the sections in here to help you just gain a better understanding of what I was saying. If you have further questions on anything that we have gone over, like I've already mentioned, you're more than welcome to reach out to me in my DMs or through email. Like I always say, my email is linked down below so that you guys can hop in there and ask me any questions that you have and I can further clarify or else create another podcast covering something else that you might like help with. And if you guys could do me one huge favor, if you feel like you took a lot of value from this and you feel like there's other people that could take a lot of value from this as well, I'd be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot of this episode, put it up on your story, tag me so I can personally thank you for listening and your, your followers will be able to see that you're listening and taking value from it so that they can come over and possibly do the same thing. I would really, really appreciate if you could do that. But that's all I've got for you today. Like I've said a million times and I'll keep saying a million more, I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. It helps me to be able to keep producing podcasts and it's something that I really do enjoy doing. So with that, I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon.